okay, so I think I'm really figuring out what cannabis does for me and how I work. A little bit about self-deception, so hopefully I can remember all of it here. I'm going to try and hit some bullet points. That way, if I don't get to them, because I can tell my brain is being very, it wants to go back to being very scattered. Um, I'm using Everfuel or something like that today. Um, and uh, it's a sativa more than a uh, hybrid. I think I really enjoy the um, cake hybrids, cakes and cookies and stuff. But definitely like ice cream cake, birthday cake. Those have been some of my favorite strains. That's the one I normally use. Anyway, I'm just thinking a lot about just how people work and like what consciousness is, what it means to be a human. I'm thinking a lot about sin and I'm recognizing that like sin is just not putting on the brakes. Like never putting on the brakes. It's always like you have a little something. And you think, man, that felt great. And instead of appreciating how great it is, you try and sort of overdo it. You know, if you can remember back to like being a kid and the first time you remember tasting something like really sour and you kind of do that thing where your body just reacts, it like kind of backs away and shakes his head no. Um, And think about that, your body reacts naturally by shrinking back from it and shaking its head no, like physically moving from it. How could the brain, like the brain is just learning how to drive this machine, this body machine. Oh yeah. So I definitely believe that the soul enters the body. I believe that the soul enters the body upon first breath. That's what I believe, because the word for breath is spirit. Sorry, I just took a whole big detour the way my brain works. I wonder if you'll be able to track it. I'm just thinking about sin and the church and the things they're hung up on. And like, I know abortion is such a huge issue because what they literally believe, because they are so identified with their bodies, their physical form, the prison world. They're actually not spiritual at all. They're very carnal. They're only concerned about the things that you can touch, taste, and feel. And to be spiritual is to be concerned with and more focused on the non-physical things. Uh, You know, how do you feel? You know, because you can measure, no matter what science does, it will never be able to understand the human experience. It understands the human environment, but never the human experience. You can measure every dimension of a room, temperature, pressure, you know, air pressure in the room. You can measure all of those things scientifically, but you cannot measure the experience, the feelings of that person that's in there. You can't record it and transmit it to somebody else so that they know exactly what you're talking about. 
there's not even a way to know. Because no matter what we build, and you put this thing on my head and put this thing on that person's head, and you say, hey, we've got this machine that you can feel exactly what they're feeling. Maybe my brain has limitations. Like, you know, if somebody's colorblind, I believe that's something in the eye, right? Something with the rods and cones, uh, whatever connection there. But what if there are things in the mind that make us blind? Like for me, I'm literally half blind from a stroke. And um, you know, I'm half blind from a stroke and it's a thing in my brain. Both of my eyes work fine. You can take my eyes out and transplant them into somebody else and they would, you know, they would work for them. There's nothing wrong with my eyeball. The part of my brain that translates it is off, right? So if somebody was born like this and and you said you transfer the experience of somebody else into them, what would happen when they man, this is not gonna make any sense to you guys. This is this is how the inside of my brain works. So I'm thinking if somebody got my brain, an infant got my brain transferred into them. So that all of their experiences about seeing were like half, you know, the field of view was less. They're basically, they're very hard to explain, but like think of what you can see as like half of the world in front of you. I can see the left quarter of the world in front of me. I can't see the right quarter. And it doesn't look dark. It doesn't look black over there. I just, it's like, (laughs) what color is it behind you in your vision? You're like, well, I can't see behind me. It's not black. It's not dark. It's not bad or scary. It's just not there. It's not registering. And that's what, that's what it means to be human is to have blind spots. That's what makes us different from spirit. But our spirit doesn't have blind spots. It can see around us. It can see into the future. It can see into the past. It can. That's your consciousness, your brain. Not, not the biological part, the creative part, the part that feels love. And it's like there's two people within us, right? You got your brain part and you got that spirit part. Sorry, I just got distracted there watching Guapo. I was making sure he wouldn't catch a squirrel. I'd have to go rescue from his vicious jaws. I was just rambling. Yeah, there's two people in us. That's what Paul was talking about, you know? Kill the old man. That's what that song was about with Petra. I used to think that it was like, I used to always think about it being something about like my dad. all hyper um see like guapo right now he is not he's just so in his body he's chasing squirrels and it's almost like a squirrel goes and the automatic response is to just go chase it and to make him stop i can train him but i have to train him 
right? And frankly, he just seems to have such a fun time with it. I want him to be able to chase the squirrels. The only reason I want him to stop sometimes is I'm afraid he'll run in the road. So when he's running like that and when he's in that mode, he just has this crazy blind spot. Like he is so into the thing. He's so overindulging chasing that squirrel. He's in like a flow state, it seems. He's not thinking about anything else, right? That's how people, little, that's how little kids run into the road and get hit by a car. It's not, it's just because they were, they were so tuned in to how they felt and to what they thought needed to happen. Uh, but all they were looking at was the ball. They weren't thinking about the fact that they're playing in the front yard next to a field. It's a complex thing to keep all that stuff juggling. <clears throat> and all that stuff juggling in our minds is like anxiety. Like for me, it just compounds and compounds and compounds. I think because I consider myself fairly intelligent and insightful. So I'm just always paying attention to all this feedback, but I'm overgathering the data. I'm overgathering everything. And it's feeding this obsession. And oh my gosh, I am absolutely an addict. It's like I didn't even realize it. But that's what the Bible's talking about. It's all of our compulsiveness. And some of us have a compulsiveness about everything has to be in order. Everything has to be cleaned up. Some of us have a compulsiveness about everything has to be the way it was yesterday. It, things shouldn't change. Let's try and keep things the same. Then it's predictable. And we all know exactly what to do. And we're all perfectly safe because there's no surprises like a car coming down the road when you're playing kickball and you're seven. Right? It's just, it's all the things. What are we focusing on? And I just want to keep gathering the information, but I'm so hyped up on that that I'm like locked in it. And I can't stop and just be calm and check in with how I'm feeling and take care of myself. And because I'm not aware of my body, not paying much attention to it, um, yeah, because of that, I get... Oh, the road's so loud. I was paying attention to the road more than my thought, and then I lost it. I was thinking about the dumb recording. See that? And it wasn't present. <clears throat> but I think it's talking about how my brain works. I'm just so busy trying to see all the connections that I never stopped to actually make them and go, hey, let me turn around and, oh my gosh, it is just like the gunslinger. Like all those uh, lines, all the leaves and everything, they're all pointing one direction. And I kept thinking that the direction was out in front, but it's actually inside. <laughs> I was on the wrong axis. There's a source of everything. There's a source of your consciousness. There's a source of this universe, right? Like science tells us that it was this infinite infinitely dense non-dimensional spot that all matter was in and then it just exploded into being the Big Bang 
great. The Bible explained it differently. They, they didn't have any concept of millions even. Like, how could you even have a concept of millions if you had never seen or billions or trillions? How could you ever even have that concept if you had never even seen a trillion or a billion of anything? Like, imagine early man in a jungle. Uh, so, no real mountains, so we can get elevation and see more. How many things can you stare around and see at any one given time? that you're going to focus on. Oh, man, this recording's going to be off. I'm having great thoughts right now. I'm not going to be able to make sense of this. I'm sure it is the most insane ramble. Because you know what it is? It's trying to put it into words is what screws it up. Because I'm... Yeah, right now I'm really aware of what I believe and what I'm feeling, but I can't put it into words. This is what meditation is about. Guapo. Come here. Yeah. Meditation is important for me because I am just constantly gathering and freaking myself out with all this data and all these connections. And I'm so freaked out I'm going to miss something that I haven't paid attention to all the patterns that I already see. I keep looking for new connections. Yeah. So it's like the gunslinger. God, this is going to sound crazy to you guys. I wonder if this will make any sense to me. N-E. Everything's like the gunslinger, introverted, extroverted. You're in the middle of a spread. Think about their little graph, right? That they use for showing I and E, little 180 degrees graph. We're not at the bottom of it. We're like in the center of it. So it's almost like, again, like a circle. Yeah, it's a circle, and no, it's not. Okay, sorry, I had to get all those thoughts out. I had to create this analogy and think about how it all really works. Introverted and extroverted, it's like, imagine a spread. So you've got like a cone, imagine a cone, right? two-dimensional cone laid out on paper, like in geometry class. triangle, right? Pointing down. Introverted and extroverted is you're standing in the middle of that, of that cone. Are you paying attention to the part that's spreading out and gathering more information, right? The way we process information is you can be moving up the cone to the outside or you can turn around and look at everything you've already experienced and figure out how does this actually affect me? What have I learned? What do I know? What do I feel? What's, what should I create and be true to and express with my life?
all right, I'm going to let this go. I'm just going to sit with this thought for a while. This is going to sound insane. 